Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Becoming Mom. I'm Abby. And I'm Esther. And today's episode is uh, very near and dear to my heart. Um, yes. Our first guest is somebody that's very special in my life. And we can't wait for you to hear her journey. Um, right. we, have, we have Lori on today and she's going to touch on a, a lot of different subjects that so far we haven't covered too much yeah yeah we're so gonna, yeah we're, she's gonna mention and discuss um some unplanned pregnancy um of course she's also gonna touch on something we haven't covered which is separation and divorce and dealing with motherhood in between um and kind of for her it was rebuilding her life after that divorce and um how that came to be for her, the conflicting feelings for her in that sense. And then her second birth was actually pretty traumatic. Um, so we're, we're going to cover a little bit of everything today. We hope you enjoy this episode of Becoming yeah. Mom. Yeah, we have a lot to cover. And um, Lori is really opening up and, and sharing a lot. So we're very grateful that, that she's decided uh, to join us today. Yep, definitely. Now we have Lori with us. Say hello, Lori. Hi, guys. Hey. Yay, Lori. Yeah, how's it going today? Oh, it's going. It's a Sunday morning, very relaxed and just hanging out. Good. Doing? Yeah, that's how I like to keep my sat uh, Sundays, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I nice think a lot of our recordings happen on Sundays, and it, they've always been pretty chilled, too. So that's always good. Yeah, that's good. So we will go ahead and I will let Abby introduce Lori and uh, let everyone know how we all know Lori, her connection to us. Yes. So Lori is my best friend and more like a sister than anything. But mm -hmm. um, we met when we were 15 years old in 10th grade mm -hmm. in high school. And um, I think we met in basketball and then we had some other classes together, too. So, Wait, you were both in basketball, like extracurricular activity, or like in like class basketball? I think it was a class, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, we had it during the day. Uh -huh. Okay, during the school school day for sure. Um, yeah, so that's how we met. But then we also had other classes. Um, oh my gosh, biology was one I remember. We had all the honors <laughs> classes together. We did. Yeah, oh, we were smarty little, pants over smart, here. <laughs> we were smart little cookies. That's us. <laughs> that's cool. But yeah, and um, so Lori would kind of she kind of lived in our neighborhood, and yeah. um, I'll let Lori say why. But sometimes she had to walk to school by herself, so she would walk to uh, my house, and then Dad would give her a uh, a ride. Oh goodness, both of uh, y'all a ride? Yeah, so we would go to to school together most mornings. And I remember oh. it was in the Kia with the like star. Oh my the, God. Yes. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. That is so funny that you say, let, let me backtrack a little. I was just talking to my husband, Ruben, about how we had the, yeah, the stars on the windows. It was the tint on that Kia, which it now haunts me because I'm like, I hate Kias till this day. <laughs> 
who knows why but my yeah. dad decided that was a good yeah he, he got it done in mexico that tint. oh i don't okay, okay i don't remember that so yeah. that explains a lot it was like a star like a hologram yes. kind of thing yes. anyway but yeah so that's that's what we were rocking back in the days going to high school yeah getting dropped oh. off and that cool i don't know i think my friends liked it i i loved it i thought that was the coolest thing ever see that is so fun. yeah you definitely didn't see that so maybe that's why people but uh, yeah but to fast forward a few years Lori actually moved at the end of that school year to pennsylvania to go live with her Wait, dad that same year sophomore year yep, it was the end of year. sophomore year yeah wow. when she she was able to finish the year and then she moved and i remember um, that yeah we stayed in contact she, we used to write letters Oh, back then, back in the day, no, <laughs> she email. would send me no. She would send me pictures like of her room. I remember. I still have it. It's she's got the Tupac poster there. <laughs> um, and when Lori went to go visit the Liberty Bell, I think the Liberty Bell in uh, Philly, mm -hmm. uh, I have a picture of that too. So yeah, we we that stayed in so contact cute. through yeah. everything. And then Lori, when did you move back to San Antonio? You were like nineteen twenty. Um, so I, we graduated in 2000 mm -hmm. and I want to say it was that following, that following year, probably 2001, 2002. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So she I moved thought, back. Yeah. My memory is different. I thought you guys did all of high school together. I didn't realize you were in Pennsylvania the rest no. of your high school career. Yeah. No, yeah. moved to Pennsylvania. I graduated from Catasauqua. <laughs> Shout, <know>. <laughs> <Shout> <laughs> out. Shout <laughs> out. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. So, so, and then I was in college at that time in Corpus Christi. Um, but, you know, every once in a while I would come back and if, you know, I try and catch up with Lori, um, mm -hmm. she was a hardworking lady back then, you know, she was supporting herself. Mm -hmm. um you know which made me so proud of her I've always been so proud of Lori and I know I tell her a lot but I've yeah. always been so proud of her like she's done stuff that I couldn't imagine do like I only dream of you know like being out mm -hmm. on my own you know I was still being supported by my parents back then and right. uh, in school so but yeah so we would hang out and then finally I moved back after I graduated in 2004 and um yeah it's like we we picked things back up you know mm -hmm. so and there were there were breaks in between here and there, like maybe that we didn't get to talk or we lost contact. Right. Um, but it always worked out and we never skipped a beat, I think. Mm hmm. Yeah. So you, Abby, came back to San Antonio in 2004. Does that yes. sound right? Yeah. Yes. 2004. I started working. Um, Brian and I, you know, our our relationship continued. We got married in 2005. Mm -hmm. um yeah and you know Lori Lori was living her life and <laughs> and I guess we so, could start there because yeah like um I know for me Lori and you know and I've shared it in my podcast story you know that I always wanted to be a mom I I really I always wanted to have babies and be a mom and but you know what I never asked you did you did you have that same dream or how what did you think no I mean <laughs> honestly it was never it was never in my mind growing up. Mm. I never thought I was going to be a mom. I never thought I wanted kids. I never thought I wanted to get married. I just thought that I was going to live this fabulous life, independent, by myself. Mm. <laughs> wow. um, that's just how I had envisioned it. And it's not, it's not exactly how it worked out. But honestly, looking back now, I can't even imagine my life being different. 
yeah right. anything else yeah yeah wow but no that was not in my future growing up <laughs> yeah I never asked Lori you know like hey do you uh do you want to you know be a be a little housewife or what do you what do you want to do <laughs> you know it was and we were young still you know but um that was something we never talked about oddly enough growing up I don't think I ever talked to anybody about it either yeah. so maybe it's just not the thing to say when you're in your 20s <laughs> yeah you're not really thinking like I think majority you're not really thinking about that well uh, it was different for you Abby I know you've always wanted to be a mom but yeah sometimes it's not always the case yeah like Lori's sharing with us so let's backtrack to that time in your life when you did find out you were pregnant unexpectedly right yes it was very unexpected um, how old were you so I was 23 when I um I just backtrack a little bit um living life single had my own apartment was working mm-hmm. and I was enjoying my 20s I <laughs> was yeah. going out having fun had a lot of friends um I wasn't really dating anyone in particular and I went to I just going out to a bar one night with a couple of my friends and I happened to meet this really cool DJ guy that I really um, was drawn to mm-hmm. and um, we started dating his name was Kenneth and yeah. he actually was 20 at the time he turned 21 maybe two weeks after I met him and this was actually 2006 okay in January and we moved pretty quickly um, we met hit it off in January and by March I found out I was pregnant um wow and it was so unexpected we never even talked about having kids never thought about that at all but I just I, I remember waking up one morning and I felt I don't know if you if you felt this before Abby but mm-hmm. I felt different I felt like there was just something going on in my body and I decided to take a pregnancy test. I actually took six of them <laughs> and oh, they, all, wow. they all turned out positive. Um, so it was, it was pretty surprising. I honestly wasn't even sure how to feel at that time. I was scared. I was thinking to myself, how am I going to do this? You know, I can support myself, but how do I support a baby? Yeah. All um, valid um, things to think about for sure. Right. Yeah, to surprise. And I knew that, you know, with, with Kenneth, he was young and he, I didn't know if that was what he wanted either. And, um, we, we even contemplated maybe that not having the baby was a possibility. Mm -hmm. Um, but I just, at that particular point, I felt, you know what, I I think I can do this. I, I want, I want this baby. Um, so I, decided to keep it. Um, Is there anyone else that you reached out to besides Kenneth, obviously the father, having that conversation? Did you talk to anybody else about it? Um, so I, I did talk to, I, do, I talked to Abby about it a little bit. I actually talked more to one of my cousins um, mm-hmm. that I've been in a similar situation and, you know, just kind of let her know as I was by myself and I was scared. You know, I, I didn't know if I could financially support myself and the baby Mm -hmm. or even if that was maybe like an like an option I didn't know if I wanted to Mm -hmm. um and in talking to her you know it helped me 
ease my mind and made me realize that, you know, she did it and she was able to support her baby. And it was a struggle, yes, but, you know, it was one that that she was able to do. And I guess hearing her story and seeing how she was able to have her pregnancy, you know, be able to still work and support her child, let me know that it's not going to be easy, but I could do it too. Yeah, it was kind of like hearing somebody else's perspective made you realize, look, I can do it. I want to do it now. Let's let's go through with it. Or, I mean, and it helps to have somebody that has been through it, that, that mm-hmm. has lived it, and is living proof that, you know, it, it can be done. Even though mm-hmm. Lori, in her mind, knows that, you know, single mothers do it every day. Unexpected pregnancies happen every day, but it's it's scary when it happens to you and you don't know what to right. do. So I'm, yeah. I'm glad, yeah, she had that support. Definitely. So what was your um, pregnancy like with Michaela? It was in the very beginning part. Um, oh, man, I was so sick. I had, it was morning sickness, but it was extreme morning sickness. And it wasn't just morning sickness. So when mm-hmm. you hear morning sickness, it doesn't just happen in the morning. It's literally all day, every day. Yeah, that's a big misconception, I feel. <laughs> if you haven't been pregnant yeah. or know somebody that talks about it, you think like, oh, it's no big deal. A little nauseous feeling. Oh, no. Morning. <laughs> no, yeah. it was it was horrible. I couldn't I couldn't keep anything down. Um, a lot of smells made me nauseous. And I wound up, I lost 40 pounds when I was like during my first two trimesters. Oh, wow. Um, and it was to the point where I couldn't even keep down my vitamins and, you know, medication I was supposed to be taking. So um, the last, towards the last trimester, my doctor had um, put me on a Zofran pump, which the Zofran is like the anti-nausea medication. And um, it's a pump. So it's continuously, you know, just dispensing the medication to me. Um, And it was like a little pouch that I carried with me, tried to make it stylish with my outfits. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, that's interesting. I've never heard of that before. Oh, but it was, so it's like a little thumbtack. And every morning I had to just um, kind of pierce my thigh with it. And mm-hmm. I would sit there probably for like a good 10, 15 minutes trying to, you know, get myself like motivated to do this. And it's just a little thumbtack, but just knowing that I have to stab myself with it. <laughs> wow. How long did you do that for? So I had that pretty much for the end of my pregnancy, I had it throughout my whole last trimester, um, yeah. but it helped because I was able to, I was able to eat, I was able to keep my food down, I was able to take my um, prenatal vitamins easier. Wow. Right, because with with her, you know, vomiting all the time, the fear was that the baby wasn't getting the nutrition she needed, and mm-hmm. um, you know, everything. Obviously, taking whatever she could from Lori's body. <laughs> And then, yeah, I remember those were scary times. I would go see her at her apartment and poor Lori. She was just miserable. But Yeah, that sounds pretty yeah. But we had this amazing miracle to look forward to. We were so excited. <laughs> yes. So after, was that delivery? What kind of delivery did you have? And So I had a vaginal delivery. Um, mm-hmm. I I remember waking up in the middle of the night and I know Abby remembers this too yeah and just I I was in so much pain and I was like all right I'm going to the hospital and you know called her messaged her to let her know I was on my way um 
and she actually got to the hospital before I did. <laughs> we and... lived in the medical center, so we were really close. So I just showed up. <laughs> I was like, I'm here. I'm ready. <laughs> Perfect. And we got there, and it was, I want to say, it probably started about 7 a.m., and they gave me a um, shot of Phenergan, which was also for the nausea. And honestly, I was so out of it. I just, I remember um, they came in and they gave me the shot and it got me to relax. Um, they had to break my water, which was so painful. It, oh man, I just remember oh, yeah. I was crying when they did that. Um, yeah. But then it was a yeah. slow process from there. I, they would tell me, you know, check my vitals, check to see how far I had dilated. And then I want to say it was one. 1.30, it was 1.30, because I remember looking at the clock, and they were like, okay, it's time to push, and by 2.05, um, Michaela came out, <laughs> my daughter Michaela. Mm -hmm. and, Who else uh, was in the room with you? Because I know Abby was. <laughs> yes, I had Abby in the room. I needed her support. Um, I had Kenneth in the room, and I had Kenneth's mom, uh -huh. um, Karen, were there to support me, yeah. um, and I needed it. I just, I needed that support there. Yeah, um, you felt safe, sounds yeah. like, with them there, yeah. And so, so, I'm sorry to interrupt, Lori, but so let's back up to this water breaking thing, because I will have to say it was the first time I was ever in a live birth. Mm -hmm. I, at the time, wa wanted to get pregnant. I don't know if Brian and I were trying at that time or not, mm -hmm. but I... I was thinking, is this going to deter me from, from wanting to have a baby? <laughs> That's because, a valid, I mean, yeah. Because Lori, I mean, she was a trooper. That's what I'm telling yeah. you. I'm always so proud of this woman because, yes, they had to give her some medication to calm her down, you know, and to settle her. But when it came yeah. time to, first of all, she took that water breaking like a champ because oh they have, I don't know if any of you all have been through it, and I don't know if they do it different now. But uh -huh. it was like a giant knitting needle that they had to stick up there to break that water. Oh my gosh. And I was just like holding her hand. You know, it was just so but I've always had that history of um being kind of calm in these types of situations. So so oh, I was able good. to and, and that and I knew that that's what Lori needed. She just needed calming oh, right. presence at the time. Right. So yeah. um so yeah, she was there. She pushed. We were there. I saw Michaela being born I mean wow. that little girl came out with a head of hair that I had never <laughs> seen before and she was a big baby how much did she weigh Lori she was nine pounds four ounces wow. oh my god yeah and she was even and... early too yeah she was supposed to be born she was actually um supposed to be born on Christmas and I yeah. had her on the 19th which oh. I had it um you know I, I think I had it scheduled but I she actually came the day before but I remember I had to have her on the 19th because her aunt, her aunt Whitney, her birthday was on the 20th. And she yeah. was like, Laura, you better not have that baby on my birthday. <laughs> and Whitney at the time was a teenager, too. So she was, oh, I mean, funny. that's kind of why she was being like that. Because I remember her being there, too. She was like, uh-uh. <laughs> that baby better not be here on my birthday. But How yeah. funny. And I mean, it was just, it did, it felt like it, ha I mean, she was pushing for a while, but in all honesty, it felt like it happened in a blink of an eye. She mm -hmm. was here. She was crying. Healthy lungs. I mean, mm -hmm. that was, I, w I grew up as a believer. You know, I know God is real. and every But seeing that happen mm -hmm. was such a blessing, I'd have to say. But um, 
and I'm getting emotional. I'm sorry, but <laughs> but um, oh my God, seeing Michaela in the world was just amazing. And Lori, thank you for for the opportunity to be there for you. Abby, I'm so glad you were in the room because as you mentioned, like you were, you know, trying to be calm. That's exactly what I needed. Like you were like my yin to my yang at that moment. Like, I needed, you know, I was freaking out. I was scared. And, you know, I had Kenneth and Karen in there. Kenneth was freaking out himself. So yeah. he, you know, understandably, was, yeah, yeah. you know, freaking out in the parking lot or in the hallway, trying to get his own thoughts together. And, yeah. you know, she was there holding my hand and, you know, I, I don't know if I could have done it without you. Oh, was that okay. always the plan for Abby to be there? I think I so. Know. <laughs> I don't know if she knew, but it was always my plan. <laughs> okay. Okay, good. Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember when we like decided or she asked me or how it happened, but I and, and maybe I was just like, yeah, I mean, of course I'm going to be there, you know. <laughs> yeah, that is a pretty special unique experience because you can watch a YouTube video all day, you know what I mean, like of a natural birth, but I which think, I never did <laughs> you well you had enough right you saw Lawrence yeah, but yeah um, yeah but I'm sure it's so different to actually physically be in the room yeah I mean it really is is powerful I mean it's mm -hmm. like um and and I have to and I cherish those things because I myself did not have those births you know yes. I had c-sections mm -hmm. for both but um so yeah I mean I I feel like even though I didn't experience it I was there thanks to Lori you know and and it was just, you feel like a magic. Like, mm -hmm. it's like, okay, mm -hmm. my best friend has just given life to my new little best friend. <laughs> mm -hmm. And it was just amazing. And I just, women, and women do this every day around the world. And I'm just, yeah. you know, it, and I don't know if it's given enough credit or appreciated enough because exactly. it happens so commonly yeah. and so often, but anything can happen. And the fact yeah. that, you know, Lori made it through. Michaela was healthy. Yes. She came out and yeah, it was amazing. That's awesome. I love that. So you and Kenneth um, deciding to raise Michaela, um, were there bumps in the road? Who else was supporting you guys? Do you feel supported by any other people? It, there was, there was a lot of bumps in the road. Um, you know, it, our relationship wasn't always perfect, but we, you know, we loved each other. And I think a lot of it had to do with age. You know, we were young and I hadn't really been in a super serious relationship either. And then the unexpected pregnancy just definitely puts a lot of stress and strain on right. having Having to raise a child together. When, <laughs> you know, yeah. We went yeah. into it. Yeah. It wasn't what any of us had expected, but I think that having Michaela definitely made it real for us you know made us a family and um you know we we did have a lot of support his family is and has always been great you know great support system mm -hmm. for, for yeah. me and Michaela and you know his mom has always been like a second mom to me um mm -hmm. so I you know I I've always been able to reach out to her reach out to um his dad or his sister for for help or support you know with both me and Michaela yeah and that's, I feel like you're so fortunate in that because that's not always the case having the in-laws be so loving and supporting and welcoming to you you know yeah definitely no I was I was definitely blessed and you know my you know, from my family background my mom um you know she's she had been sick and it wasn't that she didn't want to be there she just 
was physically unable to, um, Mm -hmm. you know, with her health conditions, but having Karen there was, was really amazing because it gave me that motherly support, that motherly um, feedback I needed. I'd never had a baby before. I didn't know what Mm -hmm. I was doing. And I was able to reach out to her a lot. And, you know, she definitely helped me during, you know, the first few weeks with Michaela and helping me like as she got older with potty training and things like that because it was all brand new yeah yeah it takes a village for sure yeah it sounds like um you had good guidance you know and all that trying to figure it all out and you know like you said you didn't really have anyone close to you that maybe had gone through this or it's a very specific situation and of course it's nice to have family to be able to be there for you and you know be part of Michaela's life of course yeah yeah and and I think another thing that Lori talked about before when she was saying how I thought I was just going to be this independent woman living my life (laughs) this this woman is very much an independent woman still to this day Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. you know she's had to be more independent at times in her life than than most but um she she always finds a way to persevere and that's something that I've always admired about her um and yeah it wasn't easy not having her mom there in Mm -hmm. in the room with her and um and I don't think she'll mind me saying that you know her her relationship with her mom wasn't always the best but you know that was her mother and Karen really stepped up um that's Kenneth's mom so Mm -hmm. uh she was amazing throughout through everything with with Lori and she still is to this day yes yes we you know they're very much involved with Michaela in her life and and Lori and and her family and she's a big blessing Karen and um and Graylin and Whitney so they're yeah they're, they were instrumental and, and they still are yeah, yeah definitely now let's fast forward a little bit um into what happened in your life um going forward okay um so moving forward me and and Kenneth did get married um Michaela was about two two when we got married mm-hmm. and we had a small wedding Abby of course was there and as my uh maid of honor and we definitely wanted to be a family and make it work mm-hmm. and um he joined the military he joined the navy and um He actually got stationed in Connecticut. So he was there for about six months. And then me and Michaela moved up to be there with him. And, oh, my gosh, Connecticut is a polar opposite of San Antonio. (laughs) How so? (laughs) Oh, gosh. It was so small for one. Um, I mean, you, you see San Antonio and how big it is. And moving to this little area in Connecticut where you drive five minutes one way, five minutes another way and that's the whole the whole town <laughs> um snow which I had seen before because I lived in Pennsylvania but I had never mm-hmm. driven in before because I wasn't <laughs> driving then um that was oh gosh that was horrible because I did not know how to drive in snow and <laughs> it definitely showed <laughs> oh, no. I uh, got a couple accidents when I was up there everyone was oh, okay gosh. but yeah yep, definitely me and snow did not mix um but Michaela loved it she had a blast going out there in her snowsuit and making 
snowmen and having snowball fights. Um, I started working, I actually was going to school this whole time too. Mm -hmm. Um, I was doing online classes and, um, still was doing online as I moved to Connecticut, but I, I had never been a stay at home wife, stay at home person. I had always been working. So for me, I, I felt just really bored, you know, outside of taking care of Michaela in school, I felt like I needed to still do something to occupy my time. Mm-hmm. So I was able to get a job at the Child Development Center and actually got Michaela into the Child Development Center there with the military. And so mm-hmm. it worked out perfect. I would go to work, you know, drop her off in her class, be working, pick her up from her class, come home. And, you know, I, I loved it. I love my job there. Um, How the, long were you in Connecticut? So we actually moved up there in august of 2010 and at that time michaela was about three almost almost four and we moved back in 2011 about the same time august or september 2011 okay um while i was up there you know me and kenneth it it was just hard um being a military wife mm-hmm. is probably one of the hardest jobs and i realize that and I give I give kudos to those women that can do that and Mm -hmm. you know Kenneth was in the Navy so he wasn't always there he you know was was gone for a while and it was just me and Michaela during that time yeah but it it definitely strained our relationship and um we did separate and Mm -hmm. that's when I moved back to San Antonio in 2011 um basically starting all over again I Mm -hmm. you know I didn't really have I didn't have a job I had some money saved but not very much um and I didn't have a place to stay um but I packed up everything that I had in my car and me and Michaela drove across country from Connecticut to Texas and Abby opened up her home to us Mm -hmm. and I'm forever grateful for that because it gave me the opportunity to get back on my feet to try to figure out how I was going to to have this new this new chapter in our lives. How was I gonna, you know, be still strong and supporting Michaela, but right, you know, still try to deal with the separation and my emotions at that time too. Of course. And it sounds like you knew that leaving Connecticut was the best thing for you right at that time and of course it's not an easy decision to choose to separate and everything that entails with all that Um, but it's kind of must have been like you said difficult because it's like yes I'm leaving but now I'm coming back home San Antonio with nothing you feel that way right right Um, yeah no that must have been difficult decision and you know go ahead Abby Oh, no, I was going to say at the time, you know, when Lori would call me and I knew the struggles that they were yeah. having and, um, you know, a lot of, of, of her, I think, hesitation maybe depended on, on that, that she she's like, I have nothing, like I have nothing to come back to and mm. nowhere to stay. And I said, Lori, that's ridiculous. Like you're staying with me, you know. Mm. And of course, I talked to Brian and Brian loves Lori like his sister, too. And mm-hmm. um it was a no-brainer for us, and at the time, you know, we only had Hannah, so it's not like we were crowded or anything. It was mm-hmm. perfect. We had a spare bedroom. Um, 
she Lori had all the encouragement in the world that she needed here and, and her support system. And I'm not just talking about me and my home, but like her family here and her friends and everybody else. Um, so, I mean, it was just the best decision and however I could help or we could help to make that possible for her. And it was, it was really fun. I mean, I know at the time it must've been some stressful times because Lori, I mean, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Lori got here and hustled. She's like, I'm going to apply here. I'm going to apply there. And we're going to do this. Right. And then, I mean, and Lori, I, you got here in August because it was my birthday around my birthday. Yeah, and, and yeah. And then, um, so what was it like? No, by November, she already had her own apartment. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was quick. I mean, she got her life back on track and mm -hmm. again, here I am. I'm like, wow. You know, I'm like yeah. astonished. Like, how does she do this? And, um, but yeah, it was, it was a great time in my life. One, because, um, Michaela and Hannah have always been close yeah. and they had a blast living together. <laughs> I'm sure seeing uh, them together, like having your best friend's daughter and your daughter being able to play and hang out must have been so sweet of course it's still it's still my favorite thing just to see them yeah. hang out yeah um but yeah it was amazing and then I had my and at the time I don't know if anybody remembers the sister wife show back in the day <laughs> the reality yep. show yep. I would call Lori my sister wife minus sharing the husband <laughs> we <laughs> we so would funny. you know like sharing household duties you know like cooking oh, yeah. and cleaning and we do dishes together I mean it was like I'm living with my best friend and we yeah. had never lived together before too so um it was like I I had lived with a best friend of mine in college and it ruined our friendship. Yeah. And I really, I wasn't afraid of that happening with Lori and I, honestly. That's interesting. Because, well, that's good. I mean, yeah, I mean, I always knew Lori, like she, I, I knew she was always a hard worker. She was not yeah. one to like want to um, mooch. mooch up. And if yeah. she wanted to, I would have let her, you know, that's the right, thing. Right. Like if I she mean, wanted it was to such chill. A, yeah. It was it, such girl. a difficult time for her. Yeah. Cause it's like, yeah. It's interesting you say that time frame. It's like August to November. She already had her own place. Like, yeah. it's just, yeah. I mean, one, you knew, like, you knew Lori was a hard worker and she would, if that's what she wanted for herself to be on her own and move yeah, out, yeah. that's what she would do. But yeah, kudos to you, Lori, because it's not easy, right? I mean, it's good. It's feeling, I'm sure it felt good having the support there back in town, but man, that must have been hard. It was hard. And, you know, um, I just knew that when I came back, it wasn't just me anymore. It was mm -hmm. Michaela, and mm -hmm. I. She was already going through a huge transition. Um, yeah. you know, not having her her daddy there, and really not understanding why either. Of course. And then, um, I just I knew that I had to figure out a way to to support her, support us. Yeah. And so I, you know, I was thankful I was able to find a job. I I started working um in October, and then I booked the or I got the apartment maybe about two weeks later. Mm -hmm. and just got right back on my feet um but definitely having the support from Abby and you know her family and you know even still Kenneth's family um mm -hmm. was was huge was huge for me and was allowed me to be able to move that quickly and and get my life somewhat back in order mm -hmm. um it was it was rough as far as emotionally I, I just you know, I never, I never imagined that I always wanted to have a family for Michaela. Mm. And I think that that's kind of what, you know, I, I think that's why for me and Kenneth, like we, we tried so long, even though we probably knew that it wasn't working out because we wanted that family structure. I wanted that family structure for Michaela. Right. Um, but I, I do believe everything happens for a reason. 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when I moved into Abby's house, I wasn't, I wasn't even thinking about dating. I didn't want to think about a man. I don't, I just knew I had <laughs> to get my life in order. Yeah, I had to get my, my stuff together. And, um, <laughs> you know, we, we went out, it was probably, I don't know, Abby, what, two weeks after I moved in or three weeks after it was around your birthday maybe oh that's right was it before yeah it was because it was early September right we went out for my I think it was probably for my birthday if I if I remember um just to go out and you know let her let her hair loose and just have a good time go out and you know have some fun and we did and um I actually (laughs) I met one of Abby's well Brian's best friends um that night (laughs) um it was just I don't even know how to explain it because I've known Abby since I was a sophomore right and um you know I I I knew when she was dating Brian and you know I've been through so many like of her like moments in life you know going to parties and just hanging out with family and I had never met 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 Albert Albert. (laughs) and that's Brian's best friend um until that night (laughs) Tell me a little bit about that, how that went. We just, we hit it off. It was, I don't, for me, it was right away. Uh, I'm not even sure for Albert. I'm I'm assuming it was right away too, because, you know, we just started hanging out and talking um, from that night. But we took it really slow. Like I knew that I I wasn't fully ready yet to jump into a relationship. And I definitely didn't want to confuse Michaela Mm, any yeah. further um mm-hmm. you know one thing that we would do with with Michaela like he would come over and we would hang out um but we wouldn't like hug or anything in front of her we would just give each other a high five because <laughs> I didn't want to confuse her I didn't want her to you know wonder like why is this guy hugging my this? mommy yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um yeah but we we started dating pretty quickly after that and um he, you know, definitely was a big presence in our lives as I moved into the apartment and, you know, he was a big presence in Michaela's life, which, you know, she's had, she had her father, Kenneth, but he wasn't always there. And it wasn't always necessarily, you know, because he didn't want to be, he just was out with the military and going through a lot mm-hmm. of his own things. But, you know, Albert really stepped up for her as a father figure, um, we dated me and Albert probably about a year. Um, and then I moved in with them and mm-hmm. we uh, found out I was pregnant. Um, was that also unexpected? <laughs> it wasn't planned, but it wasn't unplanned either. Um, okay. We weren't, you know, we weren't, I guess, taking precautions either. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it was just kind of like if it happened, it happened. Um, and we had talked about our future. We had talked about like plans. You know, we knew that we knew that we loved each other. And we knew that our futures. You know, we were going to be together. Mm, so yeah. um, it was definitely a surprise, but it was a great surprise. You know, we were happy. We were excited for our future and for our new family. Um, and I think after I found out. <laughs> I called Abby, of course, right away. Mm-hmm. And I mean, to my in my defense, I try I did try calling Albert, and he didn't answer. And I just <laughs> I needed I needed someone like I needed to talk. Like I just I didn't know what to do at that moment. So, 
after trying to reach him a couple of times and he didn't answer, my next go-to was Abby, who of course How answered. Funny. <laughs> but he'll always remind me that. He'll always, he'll always tell me, you know, I, I wasn't even the first to know. <laughs> oh, that is so funny. <laughs> I'm like, well, hey, that's my best friend, you know? Yeah. Um, But we, you know, found out we were pregnant and we got married um, February of 2014, which I guess backtracking a little bit, um, me and Kenneth did get our divorce finalized in 2012. Um, just definitely mm-hmm. takes a little bit longer when, um, you know, he, he was still in Connecticut at the time and we had to wait. I, I forgot what the waiting period was when we moved back to San Antonio, but there's a waiting period after you file, um, you know, before you can proceed with the divorce. So mm-hmm. I went through all that. Um, I was lucky my job had legal services. I had a great attorney that just, you know, definitely walked me through the process and everything. But, you know, even if, even as I was going through my relationship with Albert and my new family and everything going on, it was still, it was tough. It was heartbreaking. It was like, of to course. me, like I, I failed and I, mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't want to be a failure, but that's how I looked at it. I looked at it like I failed in that relationship. I failed in, you know, mm-hmm. providing that for Michaela. Yeah, I but, think that's a common feeling um, to have. Of course, I've never gone through it, but what I've heard from other women, um, yeah, you feel like you didn't succeed in that endeavor, right? You went through, but because it wasn't, it's conflicting feelings, and it's not, it's not for me. It wasn't, you know, I, I knew I I didn't want to be with Kenneth. I knew I didn't want to be romantically involved with him, but it was still a part of my life and like I just had to like you can't just shut down that part of your life you can't shut down your feelings mm-hmm. and you know even moving into the new relationship with Albert I, I know that that was hard for him to understand too right, um, I bet. yeah you know and we did have a lot of talks about it and I, I let him know that yes you know this was a part of my life it's a closed chapter but it doesn't mean that you know I I don't have feelings I don't have memories I don't you know still or even caring about him in general. I mean, right. obviously, you're going to care for him because he's still going to be part of your life with, you know, being Michaela's father. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. And that was, you know, my my whole goal moving forward, you know, as I moved into this new life with Albert was, you know, now let's try to figure out about co-parenting. And I, wa- I had this mm-hmm. vision in my mind that, you know, Michaela was involved in a lot of sports, a lot of activities, and I just always envision you know me and Albert and you know and then if Kenneth and whoever he would be dating like we could all just go and support her and Mm -hmm. you know be there for her as as a support system Mm. um it doesn't always happen like that and unfortunately in our instance it didn't either um you know we had still the support of of his mom Karen and and their family and that you know that helped out greatly because yeah. they still were there from, you know, from day one, you know, even after the divorce and, you know, even as I was going through this new relationship with Albert, they supported me. They supported us. They, you know, they loved Albert. Um, so that, that was, that was really good for us. Yeah. Which I'm sure that's interesting. I wonder what their perspective would be because it's like, they um being so understanding right it's like that you had to move on and this new man is in your life and still being supportive of you that's beautiful you know 
Yeah, and it's so funny now. Um, you know, we're super close with them, and they mm-hmm. they call Albert their son-in-law. <laughs> oh. Um, and it's just it's it's weird. Like I don't even know how you. For me, they're still my family. Like I still call Karen my mother-in-law. I still call you know. Yeah. They're. I don't. I don't see them as any different. They're still family. I I didn't divorce them. I you know. Mm. I, yeah. I still needed them in my life. Yeah, that's true. And I'm sure that, like you, uh, Abby said, it's different for everyone. But how how it was for you is that, yeah, you divorced Kenneth, but you didn't divorce his family. That was still something you, of course, wanted them to be part of your life. Right. Um, so they were definitely a big support of our, our new family, our new relationship. Um, and me with me marrying Albert, we got married in February. Mm-hmm. And I was... Oh man, I was six months pregnant. I think at that point. Oh wow. Um, so dress shopping, I was I was super anxious about it because I was like, how am I gonna put in a dress and you know not show? I I didn't mind showing my belly, but I still wanted to look beautiful. My how? You know. Yeah. How did you feel about that? I don't know if it was that taboo at that time. Like, I know plenty of women get married while pregnant, but like. For you, was it ever, you mentioned, I don't mind showing it. I, maybe some women think I want to cover it up. Maybe they don't tell family. You know, it's different for everybody. But how was it for you with wanting to, you know, being I, pregnant? I didn't, mind, I didn't mind showing my belly, but I think for me, I I wanted to, that I wanted that day to be like my day. Like I wanted it to be beautiful. And not that I didn't think being pregnant was beautiful, but mm-hmm. I didn't want the whole, um, I didn't want that to be like the the main thing of my my wedding. I wanted it to be, you know, where it was me and Albert starting our new life together. Mm-hmm. Um, so finding a dress, that's one thing I wanted was I didn't want it to be too form fitting. I wanted to still, you know, have a little bit of room there. And yeah. surprisingly, it went well because I was able to find a dress pretty quickly. We went on, I think it was Black Friday, which for anyone looking to get married, that's probably one of the best days you can go. Oh, that's a good tip. I didn't know about that. <laughs> Because we got a great discount on the dress, and I think it maybe took three or four dresses before I tried that one on. I was like, "Where did you perfect. who who all went with you to try?" Um, so it was Abby, and then we had did Karen go? Yes, Karen went, and then um, we had Albert's mom, my mother-in-law, um, Kim, and my sister-in-law, my future sister-in-law at the time, Christina. And yeah. Kenzie were there. Yeah. And wow. it was just so a you didn't you didn't have to go through too many dresses, but you went through a few to find a good one that you felt comfortable in. Yeah, it and it was I I love that dress. I fell in love with it as soon as I put it on and I love the way that it fit my body, mm-hmm. my curves and the best part of it was in the back. It had that like tie up um like the, a corset type? Yeah, or? it was kind of like a corset. But it gave me so much more room because oh, I, yeah. I got the dress in November, but I wasn't getting married until February. And it was hard to gauge, you know, how much weight or how much bigger I was going to be at that point in my pregnancy. So what, what made you decide? Did you feel rushed to get married because you were pregnant or did you how did that go for you? How what feelings did you have for that about that? No, um, honestly, I would have me and Albert would have gotten married even if we weren't pregnant, we probably would have waited a little bit longer, probably prepared a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But I I just knew that 
this was who I wanted to be with. This is who I loved. And I just couldn't wait to move forward and, 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 you know, open up this new chapter for us. Okay. Yeah. So you kind of just wanted to like, you're like, we already have these feelings about each other. We know we want to be together forever. Let's just do it. Let's go for it. Right. And I was like, we're living together already. You know, we're (laughs) might as well. (laughs) That's true. That's true. Yeah. It was a beautiful day. I was there. Yes, it was um, beautiful. Yeah, it was really, and you did look beautiful. I do agree. It was like a perfect that ruching on the dress, like mm-hmm. it was, it was just it was perfect for um, concealing or not concealing, like you said. Like, but you felt it sounds like you felt comfortable. You had room to not be super form fitting, but yeah, it was it was a good silhouette too for your body. That was good. Right, I felt beautiful that day, and good. you're right. It was it was a beautiful yeah. day. It was a beautiful ceremony. Um, you know, I had I had your your dad marry yep. both me and Albert, and yeah. I thought, you know, I was I was so blessed to have that, you know, because you guys have always been a big part of my life, and also in this new chapter. So, you know, I definitely wanted to make sure you guys were there. Yeah. And you know, on the way to our reception, um, we had been thinking about different names for. We knew it was a girl at the time too. Oh, okay. So we were thinking of different names and. I think it was Brian that said it. I don't remember exactly who he said it to, but he they were making fun of, um, you know, like um, how couples put their names together, and they're trying to figure out what me and Albert's <laughs> name would be if our name was combined. So they were were they joking about this? Yeah, it was it was just you know just joking around. They were talking about you know how Benefer came about and and so, Brad, what was that Brad? Yeah, Brad and Jennifer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and um. So Brian was like, I think your your couple name would be Allery because it's, you know, Albert and Lori combined. And it's stuck. I just, I thought about it and I was talking to Albert and I was like, doesn't that sound pretty? It's so different. And and then we had to try to figure out how to spell it. <laughs> and it, it stuck. That's that's our daughter's name, Allery. Oh my gosh, that's beautiful. I know. I remember, I think I saw it in a text. And I was like, how do you say that? Like, and then finally I heard you say it or you, or Albert say it. I was like, oh, that is beautiful. That's so different. And I love that it was yeah. kind of like a y'all collectively thought of that. That is so sweet. Yeah, we definitely, you know, we heard it. And I always tell Brian, I was like, I'm so thankful you said that because <laughs> we had no idea what we were going to name her. <laughs> that is so funny. Oh, my goodness. But, um, you know, I had so moving forward to June, that's when she was due. I actually had her um, her delivery scheduled. My my pregnancy with Allery, I had I had the gastric bypass surgery a few years ago, back in 2010, and this was after I had Michaela. So my pregnancy oh. with Michaela, you know, was different. But being pregnant with Allery, it, it you know I I didn't have a lot of um, a lot to give her like anything that I was eating was going straight towards her and my vitamin levels were so low I was anemic during my pregnancy and so I had to get iron infusions every every other week wow. or so um mm-hmm. to keep my my levels my H and H levels up and um I did have to have a couple of blood transfusions when I was pregnant with her because wow. my my blood count was so low and it was it was all due to just just with the surgery how um, old were you when you were pregnant with um, Allery? So, Allery is six. Let me think right now. I'm 38. I was 32. I was in my okay. 30s. Yeah. Which, 
being pregnant in your 20s versus being pregnant in your 30s is completely different at least for me yeah yeah especially because you experience both ages of yeah you know when you're in your 20s for me I I felt like I was able to bounce back a lot and I had a lot more energy and you know I, I was still working and everything you know going about my life but it was easier for me in my 20s than in my 30s I was so tired I I felt every ache and just it it was just a different experience. It wasn't a bad experience. I I love being pregnant. I think that just looking at some of my pictures when I was pregnant, like I could mm-hmm. see the glow on my face. And I can oh, see yeah. you know smile smiling and but definitely your body handles it different. So with with the pregnancy being in my thirties, I definitely felt it more with my body. And then also having Michaela, you know she was. She wasn't as much as a handful because she was kind of out of her toddler years, but still having a kid and being pregnant was, was definitely different than my first experience. Yeah. Um, it was, you know, it was good. Albert was so excited, so supportive. Mm-hmm. You know, we would go to our appointments and he'd get to hear. I had, so I was considered a high-risk pregnancy because of my surgery. So we had, um, we had appointments and sonograms um, every like almost every other week I was going. And so we, we got so many pictures. He was able to see the baby and, you know, we, they would check and see how she was progressing. Cause initially they thought that Allery was, was tiny. Um, which she, she did, she did look, you know, with her weight and with the sonogram, she definitely Mm -hmm. looked like she was progressing. Um, she was still progressing. Okay. But she looks so much smaller, especially with me comparing to Michaela. <laughs> Michaela mm. was always big. And I, oh, yeah. the doctor had always told me, you know, she's, she's going to be a nine pound baby. Mm. And with Allery, no, they, they were seeing how she was a little bit smaller. Yeah. Mm. I remember. Um, and I never got, I never asked you, and I meant to ask you when we were talking about Michaela's birth, um, some moms go into the delivery room with like a birth plan. Did you have a birth plan with either of them? I mean, any type so of had, idea? I had talked to my um, my OBGYN and it was actually the same for both the pregnancies. And so he um, he knew that I wanted we were going to do vaginal. We had also um, scheduled allergies ahead of time and. I had talked to him about um, the pain medication, so I, he knew that I wanted to get the epidural. Um, I did tell him with Allery, I, I definitely did not want Fenergan because I wanted to be able to experience it more. I really feel like with mm. Michaela's birth that, you know, I, I knew what was going on, but I kind of, I was so out of it. It wasn't like, it was like I wasn't able to experience everything. Um, and so he knew that, that, that that's what my preference was for Allery. Um, and then with the, we had to have different protocols in place too, because of me being anemic and then with mm-hmm. my H and H levels. Um, but we, since we had it scheduled ahead of time, I think that it helped me prepare more. Like I knew, okay, Friday, you know, I'm having a baby. <laughs> so I knew to prepare, I need to, I, I was going to have Abby in the room again, so I, I was able to give her a heads up, and then I had um, Albert, and I had um, my mother-in-law, Kim, in the delivery room, too, um, which helped because Kim's a nurse. She's been a nurse mm. for years, so she's mm-hmm. very knowledgeable. You know, she was able to give me a lot of information. It also helped to kind of ease some of my concerns, too. 
mm-hmm. um, during the delivery. So tell us about that day. How did that go for you? So we were we were excited. We you know got to the hospital. We had um, I wasn't sure how long it was going to take, so I had Michaela stay with my sister in law, and then she was going to come up. Um, she was going to bring her up after I had Allery because mm-hmm. I didn't, you know, Michaela was still young. So I knew she wasn't going to want to hang out at the hospital for hours. <laughs> right. Be bored. Um, so I had had everybody in the delivery room. Um, it felt like it progressed a lot slower. Like I, I feel, you know, I was going through my contractions and they weren't so bad. I, I remember I was laughing and joking with them and I'd feel mm-hmm. it and then, you know, be, it'd be gone and I'd We'd still laugh and joke about whatever we were talking about. Um, I had my epidural afterwards, and I remember they were telling me it was time to push. And I was like, wait, no, because I can feel everything. Like, if you want me to have a baby right now, I don't want to feel that. Um, So they actually had to adjust. They had to come back and give me a second um, epidural dosage. Mm -hmm. And and then they told me to push, so I started pushing. Um, I remember with Allery, I, and this is, this is funny. There was a TV in front of me mm-hmm. and I could literally see everything going on at the time because it was, it was off. The reflection. So you, yes. It acted like oh. a mirror. Yeah. <laughs> so I could see everything going How on. How did that make you feel? Was it positive oh, or negative for you? So at first I was like, oh, I don't want to see that. Yeah. But then I was like, no, I I do want to see because I mean I haven't I haven't had that perspective before. Wow. Like I haven't been able to to see you know childbirth other than like experiencing it. So that oh was oh my gosh, it was it was different. Like I I after I got past the whole like ooh, then I was like <laughs> okay, it was something I I was able to see and appreciate from that perspective. Wow, that so that wasn't planned at all. You just realized no. oh wow. I no, can I see. just looked up. I just looked up and I was like oh there I am. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my gosh. Abby, so you were in the delivery room for this one too? Yes. Abby, so how excited. many how many births have you seen at this point? <laughs> well, actually. <laughs> she's a she's a pro now. <laughs> no, it's just been Michaela and Ellery's birth. Oh I've my never, gosh. You know, I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah that's cool. I mean, um I'm trying to think my other friends, you know, they had sections I mean there was no other opportunity really I don't have a ton of girlfriends either that you know we're close with to to have that experience with because it's definitely an honor right like each time I felt honored I didn't take it for granted um and then as Lori will tell you this by far was like the most eventful one because Michaela Uh yeah she got here it was great we all got to hold her pretty smooth yes it was amazing and then here comes Miss Allery with she really wanted to make an entrance I think Uh (laughs) uh-oh because yeah go ahead and and then she did um she came out and I remember um I I remember the nurse had her and after they Mm -hmm. cleaned her up and they put her on my chest and just she was so alert and mm-hmm. I remember um Albert was just staring at her like he didn't know what to do mm-hmm. and after the nurse had cleaned her up the, the nurse was like you know you want to hold her and he's like can I and the nurse was like she's yours yes <laughs> That's so funny. um but I I started feeling a little woozy like I remember I was super dizzy and, and just had that like woozy feeling and I wasn't 
I didn't know everything that was going on other than the fact that it went from having the doctor and maybe like one nurse to the whole room was full of nurses. And it was and, a big room, but yeah, it filled up fast. Oh, wow. Uh-oh, and I, what I still didn't know what was going on. Yeah. Um, but I had um, like a, it was called a postpartum hemorrhage where oh, they no. they couldn't stop the bleeding. Oh, um, so they were trying different things to stop the bleeding. And I remember um, Abby had told me, too, because coming from that perspective, I didn't know what was going on. Mm-hmm. But they were using, you know, towels and everything to stop the bleeding. But they were having to count out the towels, too, to make sure that they could account for each of the towels that they were oh, using. My goodness. That, yeah, that was kind of freaky. So what was going on, and again, me trying to stay calm and, yeah. you know, like uh, Albert was starting to freak out. Mm-hmm. And I looked at him and I said, Albert, look at me, go and hold and enjoy that baby. Like, go hang out with her. Go like, I pushed him kind of, not even out of the room. I couldn't, but just like, just, you know, go over there. Don't worry. You know, she's going to be fine. And, I, and my heart was racing and I was like trying to understand what was happening. And from what right. I understand and remember, um, after you give birth, your uterus should start contracting to right, go back right. to go back to normal size, right? Which is mm-hmm. usually what the sizes are. Fist is what they say. And um, so it was only one side was contracting properly because mm. along with the contraction will be some blood loss, but then that, that should stop once your, mm. your uterus is back. So one side was not um, contracting and I don't remember which one, but so what they were doing was they were putting gauze and like big, not gauze. I mean, it was like, whatever medical grade material mm-hmm. into Lori to kind of um, start that, you know, making it shrink and to help Whoa. it kind of go down. So mm. they were pulling them out and laying mm. them on the floor mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in the room wherever we were all there. <laughs> and, and they were like, yeah, counting them, like putting them out there and be like, okay, we, 10 went in and 10 came out now. And, and it was just, I was freaking out too. I'm surprised like, they didn't make y'all leave, or maybe it was just so fast that they're like, "Oh, it was, whatever." It was fast. Yeah, they yeah. were, and we weren't really in their way. I mean, yeah, it was right. full and it was very chaotic at the time, right. but it was controlled chaos. I mean, mm. you, I mean, for anybody that works in the medical industry in the medical field, they know that you know they they have a protocol for certain things. You know, oh, they're prepared. Yeah. They're prepared. Yeah, they were yeah. prepared for something like this possibly happening, but so mm-hmm. they moved fast. They really didn't care much about us. You know, mm-hmm. they had a team that was caring for the baby. They had a team caring for the mom. And that's kind of how it went. And, you know, I was kind of trying to keep Albert calm, distracting him with his mm-hmm. new little baby. Mm-hmm. All the meanwhile, I was like praying to God, like, mm-hmm. don't take her. Like, you know, mm-hmm. it was yeah. it was emotional. But at the time, you know, you don't have time to process it. Yeah. I don't even know if I still have six years later <laughs> with Lori. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was it was a big deal. I mean, that's why I say again, like, Mm -hmm. even though these things happen every day, babies are born all the time, but like each one is crucial and, Mm -hmm. you know, anything can happen. And, oh yeah, it was trying for Lori. I mean, so for you, Lori, you kind of knew, didn't know what was going on. Tell me a little bit about that. How was that experience for you on your end? I, I didn't know the, I didn't know everything that was going on and, I I just could see like their faces mm. and you know that they were worried and mm-hmm. then to have my mother on there 
was amazing because she's a nurse so she has mm-hmm. a medical background and yeah. a lot of the things that you know the doctor was trying to tell me or the nurses were trying to talk to me about I I, I didn't I didn't understand yeah and one thing um that if they couldn't control the bleeding then they were gonna they were gonna have to go and I was gonna have to get a hysterectomy and you know at, at the time I was like okay you know if this is what I have to get then wow. I'll get it I mean I didn't understand like the full impact of how that could impact you know Liam Albert's future going forward but mm-hmm. she she stood her ground she was like no can we see what else other options there are because they may want to have more kids like oh wow and and I'm grateful that she was there because she was able to be you know my my reason when I couldn't be mm-hmm. um and so they were able to stop the bleeding to a point where, um, you know, I, I didn't have to go through the surgery and I had to get um, a blood transfusion, two units. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I couldn't even leave the labor and delivery room. I, I stayed the night mm-hmm. um, because they had to monitor me. So I, I didn't even get to enjoy or have oh, Valerie gosh. with me yeah. that night. Um, you know, I, it, or even have, you know, Michaela come in and see her little sister until the next day. Yeah. But oh they, gosh. um, they were able to move me into her room the next day. And I, I wound up staying at the hospital an extra two days, just as they monitor my levels and everything. But it was, it was definitely an experience. It wasn't, and it was so unexpected, you know, they knew that I was anemic, but I don't think that they, you know, I wasn't prepared for that. I didn't know <laughs> that that was going to happen. Right. Um, I mean, there's so many things that can happen during uh, delivery that you just can't prepare for everything, you know? Yeah. No, and I think it's it's kind of been a, a factor in, you know, as me and Albert have talked about having more kids, um, mm-hmm. that was so scary for him that it's it's probably hindered our um, our choice. Like, we, we've decided we probably may not have another child because of how that experience was and you know if it happened then if it would happen again and what the yeah. outcome would be so and to be yeah. clear you did not end up having a hysterectomy but that was one of the options right that they had yeah given you guys right that was the option if they couldn't get the bleeding to stop mm-hmm. but no um you know after kim was like no i i don't think that that's what she would want and you know they're young they may want to have more kids mm-hmm. we decided against it Wow. Yeah, that's definitely scary. Like it's that could have been an absolute you're not going to ha- you're gonna be able to be pregnant again and all that. You know what I mean? Like that would have definitely stopped you from having that option. So, it's interesting. Yeah, I'm I'm glad kind of like Abby said and you've said it's like everything happens for a reason. Kim was in that room, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and yeah, being able to advocate for you. Yeah. Yeah, and Allery came in the world. In the world, you know, she just she made her presence known. Guns yeah, yeah, <laughs> totally. And it's so funny because now as she's older and you know now she's six, she's still got that personality that you know that fiery person. Yes, definitely. <laughs> she makes her presence known <laughs> everywhere. That is so she's funny. She's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Very neat. Did you have a um, anything uh, advice or anything you feel you can share about your experience of being a mother? I think for my experience, it wasn't 
you know, it's not a cookie cutter experience. It's not mm-hmm. how, you know, I necessarily wanted or expected um, mm-hmm. my my life, my motherhood to go. I had always, after I realized I was going to be pregnant, I envisioned a family and never thought that divorce would come into play or having to co-parent or having blended family would come to play. But what I've realized is that even through all these experiences, I just, I needed to be the best mom I could to Michaela and for Allery. And while I may think that I'm not doing the best for them or that I, you know, may struggle in my decisions, just me being there is what they need. Mm-hmm. And I realized that if I'm not taking care of myself, you know, making sure that my cup is full, yeah, then I, I can't, I can't be the best mom for them. So that's one thing I will say for, you know, mothers that taking care of yourself is is big. It's important. And it's something that you need and that in order for you to be the best mom, you know, you just got to take care of yourself too. Even if that's just a few minutes a day or just having some you time taking care of what you need, it's going to be a big impact for your kids. Yeah, making yourself a priority, it sounds like. Absolutely. Because, yeah, not forgetting about yourself, your well-being, your mental health, your physical health, all of that. I mean, it's a lot, right? It's a, probably a lot to try to take care of. But, yeah, you're right. I think as um, Abby can attest, too, it's like you guys have a lot on your plate as mothers. So and It's not easy, definitely, in the early years at all, like. You know, and Lori and I had talked about it, and we've talked about it in a previous um, episode that you kind of lose yourself mm-hmm. as a mother, and then you have to kind of find your way back. But um, but you you and your kids will be better for it once once you prioritize yourself as a mom, for sure. Awesome, thank you for sharing that. That's I think that's a really good perspective and a really good takeaway. Um, And just what you mentioned, too, it's like your um, motherhood journey was not a quote unquote cookie cutter, perfect situation, but that um, maybe for people to not be scared of that journey. It's like if it wasn't what you planned out, you know, A through Z, that in in a way your life will pan out the way it's supposed to be, maybe. Exactly. Great. Awesome. Great episode. Thank you, Lori, for being here. We really appreciate you sharing your story. And um, hopefully other mothers or other women can relate to what they maybe are currently going through and giving them some hope. Well, thank you guys. I really appreciate you guys um, letting me be a part of this podcast. I I love it. I love everything it stands for. So I was definitely honored to be a part of it. Thank you so much. Thanks. We appreciate that. Wow. That was such a good episode. I'm so glad we were able to to connect with Lori and she was able to tell us a little more about her motherhood journey and her struggles and joys and, and everything in between. Yeah, that was great. I'm so glad that she was able to share with everyone. And um, I hope you guys got to learn a little bit more. If you haven't gone through this, kind of hearing somebody else's perspective that is go- or has gone through and is growing, going through this with her motherhood journey. So thanks again for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode. And remember to subscribe to our podcast if you haven't already. 
And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, leave us a review. That really helps us out a lot. And follow us on social media to see updates. We always post pictures of our guests and their beautiful babies. <laughs> and um, yeah, we're on Instagram, Facebook, which is at Becoming Mom Podcast, and Twitter at Becoming Mom Pod. Yes, and don't forget if you have a story that you'd like to share with us, please reach out, uh, send us a DM. If you know us personally, text us. Just um, let us know. We'd love to hear you about you. Thanks again, everyone. Until next time. Bye. Bye-bye.